0: Let's get together, talk about the movies that we saw this week. We'll have discussions, talk film news, we'll laugh a lot and act like geeks. Sometimes we'll have a guest or two, sometimes it's just the two of us. Let's crack some jokes and tell some folks to come along and hang with us! Mike and Mike go to the movies. Mike can Mike go
1: to the movies. Yeah! You have chosen wisely.
0: My name is Mike Smith. My world is fire. And frogs. Once, I was a podcaster, a microphone warrior searching for a righteous cause. As the world fell, each of us in our own way was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy, me or the frogs. (laughs) It's Mike and Mike go to the movie. (laughs) Nicely done. Thank you. Lovely. lovely. Uh, My name is Mike Smith. Joining me, as always, is a man who's here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And he's all out of bubble gum. Mike, appreciate How you doing today, Mike?
2: I'm doing good. I, you, you faked me out again. I thought you were gonna do the whole ask me to bring them out thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've retired
0: that bit officially. I'm proud of you. Good job. Yeah, man. that that bit is over. No more Joker quotes until the next time a Joker movie comes around. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Fair. Well, I'll I'll allow that one. Yeah, exactly. In the in the strict situation where a Joker quote must be used. I'm going to use it. But but outside of that, no more uh, Joker references on this podcast unless we reference it. Uh, Also joining us this week is the man that we're doing this episode for, Vin Craig. Welcome back to Mike and Mike, go to the movies. Thanks, boys. Happy to be back. Absolutely. So the last time you were on the podcast, Vin, was uh, our Wonder Woman 1984 uh, All-Stars episode at the end of December, which was just a few weeks ago. But uh, what's been going on in your life since then?
3: Uh, Regret. (laughs) I gave that movie entirely too much credit when I was on here. I watched it again. Uh, I want it on the record. Wonder Woman 84, not a more. So you're saying uh, you renounce your wish. I renounce (laughs) my wish. Fair. I always want to jump into like my approximation of a Gal Godot accent, but then my, the filter in my brain that goes stop, that might be racist jumps like
0: fires off. <laughs> good job. Good <laughs> job, Finn. Proud of you. That's good. That That's a good level of self-awareness to have. I think actually, and that's great. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> hashtag uh, together mode. Though. <laughs> hashtag together mode. Hashtag unite the three. Yes. Uh- <laughs> the three we should have put together mode on for this uh, for this skype call actually we completely forgot to do that uh, um, and also no, and fun. also i don't think any of us know how to do it <laughs> like one of, oh, our, one of our oh darn one of no. our one of our other uh, kyle was the one who put together mode on where we were all sitting in the stone steps in like a quarry yep. or whatever don't know why that's a mode in skype but it is. But we actually- I cannot put it on. I just tried. <laughs> we can't do it. We don't have enough people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that must be what. OK, yeah, I guess if you need a certain amount of people or maybe my uh, my background is too good. Yes. <laughs> for us to have a together mode. It won't get rid of the background, which right now I've got uh, a frog with an eye patch and a chainsaw and a leather jacket. <laughs> as the as my background uh for totally unrelated to this movie which is crazy that yeah. you, found another <laughs> you know thing. I, I was just i was google searching uh frogs with eye patches leather jackets and chainsaws uh as you do that's like my normal tuesday mm-hmm. huge uh, <laughs> niche market <laughs> uh and i happened across a pretty cool picture decided to upload it as my background and then you texted me vin and we're like hey do you want to review hell comes to frog town and i was like huh what a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of <laughs> what we're going to be doing today. So, you know, we were kind of explaining this to Vin because he doesn't actually listen to the podcast. He just likes to show up on it once in a while. Uh, <laughs> this past year, uh, Mike and I have been doing Mike Makes Mike Watch. Yes. Where every uh, every month or so generally when that comes around, uh, I pick a movie for Mike to watch and he picks a movie for me to watch. And we both review those movies together, uh, in an episode. And that's been pretty fun and a good way to, uh, kind of make each other watch some stuff. We've been telling each other to watch for a really long time. Uh, like I made Mike watch the first two bill and Ted movies. Uh, he made me watch pigs, uh, all that stuff, uh, which Vin, if you haven't seen pigs, I know you're big into the vinegar syndrome, blu rays. Now you got to get on the pigs train, man.
3: Yes. Uh, are we, is this, are we just going to launch? Did we just create a new animal theme series?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any. Let's let's make a vow on this podcast right now. Anytime we've we come across a vinegar syndrome Blu-ray that's based on an animal of some kinds. We got <laughs> once talk a, about a year,
3: it. January 18th at seven fifty-six p.m. <laughs> we will meet at this spot.
0: In I mean, with an animal based film. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Vin, you're you're coming on here because we're starting this uh, a new series uh, based on Mike makes Mike watch. We're still going to do that. But every once in a while, uh, if a guest from the show wants to come on again and make us watch a movie, we're going to make that happen for twenty twenty one. So this is the very first Vin makes Mike watch, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and Vin, what movie are you making us watch today?
3: We are Hell Comes to Frogtown, of
0: course. <laughs> okay. uh, I was going to do a thing. I'm trying to keep it short for you guys. <laughs> well, Vin, I got to ask you, why did you pick Hell Comes to Frogtown?
3: Well, it's interesting that you're calling this a, a Vin Makes Mike watch because you could actually technically call this a Mike Makes Vin Makes Mike watch. <laughs> <laughs> because on Black Friday, I texted both of you in a panic. Yeah. And I was like, what vinegar syndrome, <laughs> it's like Blu-rays do I need to buy right for the sale? And you were like, Ask Mike D, and he was like, "Hell comes to Frog Town." <laughs> Hold on, I'll get a, I'll get a list together. Yes. Yeah, Hell comes to Frog Town was like the first thing that like came out. Really? Okay. Oh, I I I am so happy. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to watch this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah well i gotta ask you mike why was hell comes to Frogtown the one that jumped it because you're somebody and the reason i texted vin ask mike d about this uh <laughs> is because mike d has a lot more vinegar syndrome blu-rays than i do uh like i i have a few uh i've picked them up uh, i've only started like picking those up recently so you know i kind of you know you start off with your criterions and then you find your shout factories and then yep. you work your way over to arrow video vinegar syndrome was kind of like low on my list of like distributors to start regularly buying from because you know it's most a lot of perhaps not very good movies. Yeah. In, yeah. Fair. In their catalog. Uh, but they're all like interesting movies, at least. And like stuff that like kind of tells you a lot about their time and place and stuff like that. And Mike's been buying Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays for a while. Uh, and he's like kind of the expert. So, uh, yeah, I kind of forwarded you on to him. And Mike, you said Hell Comes to Frogtown like immediately. That was your number one choice right? Vin to buy? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly
2: remember. But I think I think I had my like. Uh, you know, lust in the dust was definitely one of them. Probably, don't answer the phone and hell comes. Beyond the door down. three
3: was the other big one too. Which Mike's one? a big beyond the door. Uh, beyond the door three. Beyond the door three. Yes. Oh, did you get that? I don't. I don't remember. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and I don't. I think it's just because this is the most bombastic, batshit insane. Plot of all the things, I mean, you know, like you said, Vinegar syndrome kind of specializes in the the exploitation and, and horror and also porn, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Uh like you know <laughs> soft core. Okay, let's not um, be
3: prudish.
2: <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's it's, art tasteful art house stuff. Everybody comes. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of like flesh pot of 42nd Street kind of stuff. Um <laughs> And yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I think this is just like a fun, really fun movie that I want a lot more people to watch, and I. It feels more exe- on the accessible accessible side of Vinegar Syndromes catalog, but I do also know Vin's Vin's taste. Uh, you know, from having done this, uh, <laughs> been on the show together for a couple of slam dunks, <laughs> <laughs> that we, we align pretty closely. So I was like, if I like this movie, I think Vin
0: would like this movie, and it's crazy. Yeah. There's giant frogs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you suggested Hell Comes to Frogtown for Vin. Uh, and I also happened to be buying Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays on that same day on that Black Friday sale. I don't remember why I bought Hell Comes to Frogtown other than like I, I kind of I had heard about it through Mike D. Uh, and I believe that's probably why it was like kind of on my radar. And I was kind of just scrolling through and not really knowing what to get because I was kind of like, OK, this looks kind of interesting or this star is like a person that I like. So I'll go for it. Uh, and I was like, uh, I read the description. I was like, OK, ro- Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Giant mutant frogs. I'm in. All right, let's yeah. go for let's go for that. A reasonable amount of frogs. <laughs> Definitely. Uh not not an overwhelming amount, but certainly not an underwhelming amount of uh, True. frogs. Bas- no, basically right, right. the perfect yeah, it's like the Goldilocks of frogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing.
3: <laughs> you could one could call it Goldilocks and the Three Frogs <laughs> as Roddy Piper does have glorious golden locks in this film. True.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is also true although there are more than three frogs we should say that there's definitely it's a whole town of frogs it's frog yeah. town <laughs> it is
3: it's true but but there i most of them have like gas masks on mm-hmm. i assume for budgetary reasons yes and you
0: really don't, there are like three that you get and they look great yeah the frogs actually look surprisingly solid i mean solid and in, in the in as, in as much as like they're dudes in rubber masks <laughs> You know, and you can like easily tell that but that's like part of the charm of this movie. It does feel like that kind of late 80s, like really cheesy, silly, uh, like Mad Max ripoff vibe uh, that you've got going on here. But it's just so absurd. And you got Rowdy Roddy Piper delivering one liners. And even before you get to Frogtown, the plot of this movie is absolutely insane. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, it's it's really exciting. So we're going to get into all that in a second. First, got to tell everybody. That all the theme songs you're gonna hear this episode were created by Kyle Cullen. This is my new game: is to like delay this. Uh, intro bit as long as possible. We love a delayed
2: uh, title card here on Mike Mike. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike movies.
0: Absolutely. Big Ari Aster fans on this yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> all the theme songs you're going to hear this episode uh, were created by Kyle Cullen, who you can reach for your own theme songs at Kyle's podcast themes at gmail.com. Our logo was designed by Jacob Honeycutt or at Jacob Honey on Twitter. And if you ever want to contact us or find something we did in the show, you can email us over at Mike Mike go to the movies at gmail.com. And now let's get into the very first installment of Vin Mix. Mike watch or Vin makes Mike's watch. Uh, (laughs) Mike suggests Mike make Vin make Mike watch. (laughs) Mike Mike, through a roundabout way made Mike watch. Yes. (laughs) It's Hell Comes to Frogtown. I only choose my.
1: Reflect for a moment on the art of cinema. Think of a motion picture like The Last Emperor and the nine Academy Awards it so richly deserved. Consider the profound emotional experience of a truly great film. Then forget it, sweetheart. Yes, better blow it out your exhaust pipe, cinema lover, because here comes fun with hair on it. Oh, that's disgusting. You're gonna see the biggest piece of shattering entertainment that ever molested your sensibilities. That sounds great. What a plot? Here it is. It's the end of the 20th century and mankind has blown its (laughs) wad. The fate of humanity rests in the groin of one man. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. We're gonna get him out, and then you're gonna get him pregnant. Yes, if you want a brilliant film, you can go right to... We're going to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. (laughs) Starring wrestling superstar, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Move over, Mr. Mel Gibson and Mr. Robert De Niro. Here comes acting talent and sensitivity like you've never seen. You are one weird dude. And speaking of talent, turn green, Ms. Meryl Streep. Here's Sandal Bergman, the exquisite star of Red Sonia*, and Conan the Barbarian. Hell comes to Frogtown. A story of mutant sex and people like you and me. It's hot, it's wet, and it's bad. It's Hell comes to Frogtown.
0: All right, that was from the trailer for Hell Comes to Frogtown uh, from 1988 on Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, directed by Donald G. Jackson and R.J. Kaiser. It stars Rowdy Roddy Piper in the lead role alongside Sandal Bergman, Sec Verrill, William Smith, and Rory Calhoun. Uh, And I mentioned this to Mike yesterday, but I got very excited when I saw Rory Calhoun in the credits of this movie. Not because I'm a huge Rory Calhoun fan, because he's he's somebody who's a character actor in a lot of things, like 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, And, you know, he pops up in here and there. The only other thing I think I've seen him in like prominently was a Sergio Leone's first movie, The Colossus of Rhodes, which basically no one has seen. But I watched it for like a class that I was doing a report on Sergio Leone on. (laughs) Uh, But the reason I was excited is because there's a very famous Simpsons joke where (laughs) where Mr. Burns has adopted like the 25 puppies that uh, Bart and Lisa had. One of the puppies like starts standing up and walking over towards Mr. Burns. uh, And Mr. Burns is like, oh, he reminds me of that person. Who am I thinking of Smithers? And Smithers is just naming off names like Snoop Doggy Dog. Bob Barker, like all dog related names. And he's like, no, the guy who's always standing and walking. Rory Calhoun. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Um, And so anytime I see Rory Calhoun's name, that's what my mind immediately goes to. So I was excited to see him in this movie. And also, he's great in it. He's the uh, the grizzled like old man that Roddy Piper knows in the town. (laughs) Oh, the, he like, was prospector really good. guy. Yes, yeah. All right, so Hell Comes to Frogdown. It's available to watch on Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, it might be available elsewhere. I do not know. But, Vin, since you were the one who made us watch this movie, technically Mike did, but Vin was the one who mm-hmm. got the idea to talk about it on this podcast, what was your take on Hell Comes to Frogdown?
3: I was alarmed at how enjoyable this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> this is my third Vinegar Syndrome, and... The first one was Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus, which was good. Yeah, you know what? But I wasn't, like, blown away. Yeah,
0: I just watched that on Shudder, actually, and uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus. Uh, that movie is wild. Uh,
3: it's-, it's good. Yeah, it's a good It's a good watch. Yeah. And then I watched Raw Force, which I also bought. That's not one of the pornos they offer, I swear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a karate movie. <laughs> um, you got to uh, make sure that's clear.
3: Yeah, I got to Google, Google that. You can see what. Well, don't Google it, but it, 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 IMDb it. <laughs> Um, and that one was like crazy, but I just, I was kind of bored by it. So I had no idea what to think going into this one. And oh, this movie goes down smooth. It is well paced. It's well acted in my opinion. And it's just like, it's pretty restrained for (laughs) like the stuff that's happening. Like I expected there to be way more like boobs in this movie. I hate to say it like so blunt, like just kind of like that. Yeah, right. One of those on, like exploitation, like kind of movies. Now, yeah, and like based on the whole plot surrounding like m- male lack of men and like lack of fertile men, and yeah, <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper. We find a young Roddy Piper, the most fertile man in the world. <laughs> he gets more people down. know about this guy's dick than people know that Jon Snow is Ned Stark's bastard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the army finds him by tracking the string of pregnancies he lives in his leaves in his, <laughs> his wake. That's an actual plot point in this movie. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's the first thing you're told about this guy. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one one of my favorite things about this is that, um, like, it really reminded me of Mad Max specifically, which is obviously what it's riffing on. But also, like, it has a lot of plot similarities with Mad Max Fury Road, which didn't come out for, like, you know, 30 years after this movie. Uh, (laughs) But there's, like, moments where, you know, you have, like, especially with the the one character, uh, Sentinella is her name. Yeah. uh, Or Kentinella or whatever, who looks almost exactly like Furiosa and she like drives a big car with a machine gun uh, on top of it and like by the end of the movie you have this like you know tribe of women who have been used as sex slaves by this like you know evil overlord yeah. who happens to be a frog in this movie but in you know, Mad Max Fury Road it's Immortan Joe uh, and I was just like man, this did George Miller like lift a lot of stuff from Hell <laughs> Comes to frog Town?
3: <laughs> George Miller's got to answer to a lot of things after watching this that's I'm gonna, <laughs> like we got to find him <laughs> We got a very <laughs> casually demand to know yeah, like,
0: <laughs> what he was doing in the year 1980. <laughs> like, well in 1988, I think he was making the witches of Eastwick uh, around that time. <laughs> that, that was his yeah. post Mad Max years, but like, uh, When Mad Max: Fury Road was winning all those Oscars, you know, on Oscar night, and like they won like ten Oscars that night, and all the Australians were coming out of the back of the row and accepting their awards, like should there have been a couple of frog people just like mixed in with all of them?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I think in that moment, George Miller was actually burning all his copies of Hell Comes to Frog Town (laughs) to get get rid of of the evidence. (laughs)
0: You think George? You think George Miller owns a lot of copy spell? Comes to Frogtown.
3: Uh, I oh, it's like it's like that bit in The Simpsons when they had the Family Guy crossover where the label falls off the beer can from family guy to show it's just duff beer it's like the first page of the script
0: falls off oh, man that's very <laughs> it's just hell comes the frog down all right that's two simpsons bit we've referenced so far let's keep it going let's keep r- racking up simpsons keep it bits. keep it rolling <laughs> uh all right mike you've seen hell comes to frog down a couple of times right i mean this yes. is obviously your like immediate vinegar syndrome recommendation for vin uh and by extension me so you've seen this a few times what do you think of this movie
2: Yeah, I mean, this movie uh, rocks. It's it's the stupidest thing of all time, but it's so much fun. Um, Yeah, I actually got introduced to this by an old manager of mine when I worked at FYE uh, back in college. And we were talking about, I think, like The Room and Birdemic and like those kind of movies, you know, and like Jesus Christ, Vampire Slayer, whatever the hell that movie is, Um, (laughs) Vampire Hunter or something. Um, And he was like, okay. you, you young people, if you want to see an actual bad, good movie, you got to find Hell Comes to Frogtown. And I was like, that's not a real thing. You made that up. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he explained the plot. And I was like, no, for sure. You made that up. You made up a movie <laughs> about the last fertile man on Earth who has to go into a mutant frog territory to save a bunch of virgins that have been captured. And the army makes him do this by strapping a bomb to his dick. Like you made up that movie. That's not real. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and like tried to torrent it and I, I couldn't uh, find it. Like it didn't exist. Did you get every computer virus? Yeah, exactly. Like it just, <laughs> I found a version of it that was like awful, awful quality where you like couldn't see anything uh, and I gave up on it. And then like a couple years later, I was like, I'm going to try again. Uh, cause it's just like this idea that stuck with me for a long time. Like that plot is insane. I must see it. And I found it and I watched it and it was really fun. And then a couple years after that, the vinegar syndrome had a fucking blu-ray of it, like beautifully restored with bonus features and interviews and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I like, you know, it was this an instant, like, day one buy for me as soon as this was released. And yeah, it's a lot of fun and uh, I'm very glad that you guys really enjoy it. Like I was kind of nervous, especially after the whole pigs incident where uh, Nick hated it. Uh, I was like, Oh yeah. Do I like,
0: Uh, am I bad at movies? Uh, (laughs) It turns out, Hey, no, don't you ever say that. (laughs) Maybe I'm okay at movies. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, pigs is a movie that uh, are sorry. Pigs. Uh, there's there's an exclamation there's, point, Vin. Yeah, we've got to explain to Vin. There's an exclamation point at the oh, end of the I, title, Pigs.
3: I, I picked up on that. Don't okay, worry. Okay, go. great.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Pig, Pigs is a movie that uh, Nick hated. Nick Wormuth, uh, past guest on the show, uh, I thought was okay. You know, I think there's, you know, fun stuff within Pigs. Uh, but like, my, like the way Mike talked about it when he first watched it, it was like there are these pigs. Guys! <laughs> <laughs> you got to see these pigs. And we were like, I guess we got to watch these pigs. That was the very first of uh, syndrome movie i ever watched actually wow uh, and that was part of my uh you know initial batch of blu-rays that i got from them Pig, i think actually the only two blu-rays i've watched so far from my vinegar syndrome collection are pigs and hell comes to Frogtown. i'm pretty that's, sure that's it that's uh, all you need uh, are, baby yeah there are a few that i've already seen like tammy and the t-rex and dolomite but like right. which by the way tammy and the t-rex rules uh, if you're also going to count that as an animal film yes absolutely I will absolutely do a uh, another Vin makes Mike watch of Tammy and the T-Rex one day Vin if you ever want to do that uh, or actually I don't think Mike has seen that yet so I maybe I, no. oh, oh yeah then uh, I might use that for Mike makes that Mike would be watch. a Mike makes Vin watch I think <laughs> yeah. that'd be a uh, Mike makes Vin and Mike Mike and Vin watch. I will make Vin and Mike watch it but <laughs>
3: basically he has my family please <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are forced to watch Tammy and the T-Rex but no I, I saw Tammy and the T-Rex uh, at uh, the Roxy Theater which to the indoor man house in Missoula, Montana, uh, where they showed a beautiful 4K restoration of that movie. Uh, basically, right after Vinegar Syndrome put out their Blu-ray, so it was kind of in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, and you know, because the Roxy, like once a month, has a feature called or had a feature when it was still open uh, called Trash Talk, where they would just play like a really trashy exploitation, like cheesy bad movie. Uh, and Tammy the T-Rex, I saw in a packed house, like full theater, brought the house down. I mean, it was uproarious laughter and cheering, and it was so much fun. And I could absolutely see Hell Comes to Frogtown being that same kind. Of movie do you guys think this is a bad movie you know my philosophy about bad movies is that if i enjoy them i can't really consider them bad yeah (laughs) you know no but i mean like i guess like
3: objectively because i'm I'm, you know mike you sort of brought it up in the conversation of the room and bird demic. yeah And now you're sort of bringing it up in the, like the context of the, by the way, if you ever make a shirt for the show, it should be the Roxy theater, that theater by my house. (laughs) That should be the shirt.
2: We're, we're we're Um, angling to maybe one day it gets sponsored. If someone ever figures it out. (laughs) Yeah. One day. Oh, that'd be sick. (laughs) Um, I,
3: I thought that this movie was like pretty like good from a, just like a technical standpoint. Yeah. 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 Like it didn't really look cheap. The acting was the acting. I thought was good. You know, it wasn't like it was passable. You know what I mean? It wasn't like perfect or anything, but, I don't know i just i i thought it was like a, a a competently made film
0: yeah especially when you compare it to a lot of the other kinds of movies that vinegar syndrome puts out like you compare this to pigs it's night and day <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like and yeah, yeah i think you're right like and i think what i was saying before like if i get enjoyment out of a movie then i really can't consider it a bad movie i also like think just as far as like objectively speaking goes like i used to do that a lot when i was a kid like well if you see like objectively like this does this and like like that works to a degree where you can like actually point out like, oh, like this incredible cinematography like looks great and all that stuff. Uh, but art is subjective. And so that's that's it's the lens that I've used less and less over the years, which allows me to appreciate movies like Hell Comes to Frogtown on a greater level, I
3: think. Boo. <laughs> 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 Get off the stage. We're trying to watch Frog Tap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is totally fair. Um
3: <laughs> No, no, that's a that's a valid point. Uh. Um <laughs> uh, I just I just think I don't know. This to me seemed it was just like it seemed way more competently made than I expected based yeah. on the other vinegar syndrome stuff I've seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although
3: Deadly Games is pretty good.
0: Deadly Games is really
3: solid. That's also a weird World one. Again, not a porno, but Royal force <laughs> is it's like about a bunch of dudes in their 40s that do karate. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds
0: great. Yeah. Bring like bring me that movie uh, right away. Uh, my, Mike, I will say when you told me about Hell Comes to Frog Down the first time and then Vin like messaged me and said, hey, we should review this movie. Uh, I said, great. And we had it, I had it on Blu-ray. So I was all set to watch it. Uh, nobody told me that the character's name is Sam Hell. <laughs> Hell. Yeah, that's why they call it. Hell comes to frog. Hell Town. literally comes to frog <laughs> Town <laughs> because Rowdy Roddy Piper plays a character named Sam Hell. And the weird thing about it, and maybe like I missed it in the beginning or something like that. I don't think they ever say his last name until like 20 or 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs>
3: No, I think they say it in that uh, initial scene when the doctors come in right before she kicks that guy's ass they, and they send him to do the they border. Say it?
0: OK, if, maybe they do say it really early, uh, but I think I missed it. Like, I like I definitely like missed that detail uh, because I was just kind of taking in the world that this movie was offering to me, which there's a lot of, you know, big stuff that it kind of goes through pretty quickly in those first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, which including, I think one of the greatest opening narrations of all time, uh, which it opens with like a narrator being like one day humanity had a disagreement and then you see a nuclear <laughs> explosion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's great, and they go they go on to explain that's you know nuclear war ravaged Earth and all that stuff, and the people who survived, uh, met most of the men of the world were less sterile, and uh, so like repopulation is a as a key part of the human survival going forward. But there's only a few men left, possibly only one, Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> uh, who has to go and repopulate the Earth himself by finding fertile women and and impregnating them essentially. If it was going to be anybody, I mean it, you, you can't pick a better person than Rowdy Roddy Piper to be the guy. Which he is so good in this movie.
3: <laughs> he's so good. He carries the burden of having to repop. You expect this, this to be like the type of thing where he's like, Oh, I get to like bang all these ladies. Yeah. Look at me go. But he's like, he's like buy a guy dinner first. He's yeah. like, I can't do this with you watching. He's very reserved and he's very kind of like burdened by this. Yeah. He's, he's reluctant about the whole situation for sure. Which he says, uh, At one point, he says, well, maybe you ought to try making love to a complete stranger in the middle of a hostile mutant territory. See how you like it. (laughs) I wrote that down because to me, I was like, he's soft. He's he's gentle.
2: (laughs) Sam Hell, I think, might be the platonic ideal of a himbo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be I was really hopeful. uh, I will talk more about it when we get to that scene, because when they find the girl, (laughs) I I thought his apprehension to make love to that woman was going to come from a different place. Yeah. But. uh Nope. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> we'll get there. we'll This get movie there. also
2: like definitely. Let's preface this by saying it's it's problematic as fuck. Uh, oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I would have loved to have seen like a female directed version of this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's uh, something that that's something they could have explored in the sequels. Which, by the way, I, I told this to Mike. Did you know, Vin, that there are two sequels to Hell Comes to Frogtown?
3: Yes, because on IMDb, now that I got an iPhone, it goes back to that like. The, you know, like if you scroll down on an IMDb on an iPhone, it shows you like what movies come before and after a film yeah, okay. because of that. Yeah, I knew it's they really lean into the Mad Max thing. Yeah,
0: they really do, because the second one is called Return to Frogtown. The third one is called Toad Warrior. <laughs> not even true and boy those star ratings go down real fast uh, yeah i believe uh the sequels are not considered all that good but hell comes to Frogtown has retained a cult audience over time i think because of rowdy roddy piper i think uh you know obviously there's a cult around him he uh he died a few years ago right R- roddy yeah. piper he's yeah he's yeah. a real bummer that was that was very sad uh and obviously well known as a wrestler one of the greats uh as an actor he appeared in a few things but like He's only really he had two starring roles, this movie and John Carpenter's They Live. And he's amazing in They Live. And uh, I saw They Live when I was in like high school or something. Uh, And, you know, I was a big fan of that movie. And I was like, yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. And he popped up in like a few TV shows here and there. He had a recurring role on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Maniac. Yeah. The Maniac, which he was really funny in. Uh, But yeah, this is like one of those like this is a movie that I think has attained its cult audience partially because it's one of the very few on screen. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper lead performances in a movie, uh, which is really cool it's kind of
3: crazy that Hulk Hogan's the one that had the movie career when like Piper's so much better on film. Oh yeah.
0: Hogan sucks. He's, he's the worst <laughs> sucks. Yeah. We're not even talking
3: about the racism or like the
0: banging his friend's wife thing, <laughs> like purely from an acting standpoint. He's bad. Yeah. I want, I want you to know uh, that around the time they were making the movie Thor Uh, Back in like 2010, they were like casting the movie. And this is before anyone knew who Chris Hemsworth was. Uh, Me and music supervisor Kyle Cullen, we got into a big argument about who should play Thor. And we were both wrong. We both had bad choices, but his was worse. Uh, Mine was Colin Farrell, uh, which I think would have been like weird. Like at the time, I was like, he has long hair. He can play Thor. Uh, But Kyle's choice was Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to play Thor. Kyle might have been on to something. Uh, well, now we think he might have been because I guess Chris Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan in like an upcoming Netflix movie. So like it all yeah. came full circle to that conversation that we had while waiting for a water slide like 10 years ago. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> that detail makes the story like go from an A to an A plus plus. It was a
0: really long line for that water slide. We were on that line for a long time. Fair. <laughs> The Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, I believe we were at Uh, right on. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, Hulk Hogan as an actor was like he had what like suburban commando. Uh, He had like. Mr. Nanny, yeah, he had that nanny movie, uh, his, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, his only good on-screen performance is his quick cameo in Gremlins Two, uh, <laughs> which is the best thing ever. Uh, like that's—I don't know if you remember his cameo in Gremlins Two, Vin, uh, If that's something you recall, but this, oh yeah, 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 okay. I'm familiar. Yeah, there's a point where the Gremlins actually like stop the physical movie you're watching and Hulk Hogan's in a movie theater telling the Gremlins to put him back on. Amazing, uh, and, hey you, and it's great, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. That was a spot on Hulk Hogan. It was like he was in the room with us.
3: <laughs> oh, gremlins. Don't, we, you're going to get these muscles. That what he
0: sounds like, right? <laughs> yeah. Hulk Hogan sounds like Justin Roiland. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a good, that was
3: a Justin Roiland unintentionally. Uh, don't forget High Noon at Mega Mountain, though. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, the fourth and final installment. Yeah. Hulk, By the way, Hulk Hogan's in that one. Yeah. Where are we in rebooting the Three Ninjas franchise? Never mind. Don't even. Different different time. Different place. Are you,
0: are you saying you want to see
3: more Three Ninjas movies, Ben? Uh, if there was ever a franchise to reboot. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I could That's see what
0: that. I'm saying. I can see that the gender flipped three ninjas. Uh, you know, get the, I'll take get that. The, get the all female cast and that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, what were we saying? Uh, oh, yeah. You, you were saying that like, oh, it, it would have been interesting to see one of these movies from like a female director. Uh, and yes, I think that would have been cool. When you're talking about exploitation movies from like the 80s and 70s and 90s, those are very hard to come by. <laughs> In terms of like, no,
3: I get that. I just thought it was super interesting that like this movie kind of touches on a lot of political hot button things from today. And I just thought it was super interesting that it's a movie about the government controlling a man's rep, like trying to bid control for a man's reproductive system. Huh? Yeah. But also it's like a movie that's still bowing down to the almighty power of the dick because (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like the whole movie centers around the fact that, this guy is, has the most important penis in the world. <laughs> so it kind of toes the line between being that and like the government literally puts like a belt on him and is like, we, we own your dick now.
0: Yeah. And, uh, that is yeah. the plot of the movie. Uh, so yeah, so they go on this, you know, journey and the first like, you know, half hour of the movie, like, like you guys were saying, it's nuts. It's it's an insane movie where it is just that plot where they explain to Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, he found you by, you know, seeing the wake of pregnancies that you've left in your trail or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, from town to town, like different people have gotten pregnant. we have be able to follow your location. Uh, and so they pair him up with uh, a scientist played by Sandal Bergman. They team them up with the uh, Sentinelina or whatever Centenavia. her name is. Sentinella. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she is great. <laughs> really cool. cigar
2: chomping, machine gun carrying like badass. Yes.
0: She's Furiosa is, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, and so they all go on this journey together. They put this, you know, weird chastity belt thing on like uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's dick. And if he tries to get out of range of those two, it will explode. If he tries to take it off, it will explode. If like the earring on uh, on the scientist girl's ear comes off like that's connected to it and it will explode and all that stuff. It, like don't forget it also it also.
3: It shocks him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a thing I thought they were going to like abandon midway through the movie. Once him and the scientists get separated and was so happy that they didn't. (laughs) It's like a major plot point that they have to. Because it's like, dude, you understand the stakes in that moment. Because like who, which among (laughs) us hasn't taken a shot to the, to the boys before by accident. (laughs) True. Like, you know, you're like, oh, he's got to get closer to her like in proximity or that's going to like you feel it. you like, you're like, that's palpable tension for a man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You tensed up in your balls a little bit, Vin, while you're when you're watching the movie.
3: Well, this goes back to a long time ago when somebody put a shocking chastity belt with a bomb on me.
0: <laughs> guys, I don't know if you know this. I'm the last fertile man on earth. Yeah, I don't know if you
3: remember. About ten years ago, 68 uh, percent of the male population was wiped off the planet. It was all. It was on the news a little bit. Have you guys ever? That was be- me. I was the guy. Yeah.
0: Have you guys ever been to Frogtown? <laughs> it's lovely. Beautiful.
2: But I, I do think uh, I think Vin sort of touched on something there earlier about like how it is about like them controlling uh, the government, controlling a male reproductive uh, organ, you know, his his body. Uh, I mean, literally, that is the plot of the movie, but also it's like, you know, sort of this like post society like you know post-apocalypse thing like the whole world has been destroyed by nukes and it's all about like the frog town is a reservation quote i mean in the movie literally it's yeah. like clearly it's abandoned industrial park where they're filming it uh there's like some kind of environmentalist like bent to this movie which i think is pretty impressive for this kind of just like schlocky mutant frog movie
0: <laughs> right you could have just made a movie with mutant frogs called it a day yeah <laughs> you know
2: and it, uh, But no, this movie's trying to say something other than ribbit
0: <laughs> thanks everybody i
2: do want to say though that uh the, the beginning the opening of this movie i think is it before the voiceover i don't quite remember where it's like all right but it's probably after where you see like the statue of liberty and it's like
3: <gasps> oh such a good day and then
2: it's like a like a souvenir thing statue that the guy picks up Right. And then it's oh. this, you know, there's this like other scavenger dude there, and they get into scuffle, and somebody shoots somebody, and then it's just like close up on the guy in the gas mask face, and then it just ribbit, <laughs> and, then, <laughs>
1: and
0: then, <laughs> the title card crashes through the screen. It's the coolest shit ever. Oh man, it's great. Yeah, hell did come to Frog Town, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> said he did.
0: Uh, but, but yeah. So they, they go on this journey. Right. And uh, basically the idea is they have to infiltrate Frogtown uh, because this like group of fertile women is in there and they're being used as sex slaves for like the lead frog man. <laughs> Commander Toady. Right. What was Boss that
3: Boss Frog? Uh, yes, yeah. his name. I don't remember his name. They should <laughs> call him Boss Frog. Boss Missed Frog.
0: opportunity. Uh, Bull is the character's name. That's the, uh, the, the
3: right hand man. man. No, yeah, that's Bull is the guy that's behind you right now.
0: Oh, is that Bull? Okay, it's okay, Commander so, Toadie is the actual guy, which is that's, hilarious. Of course it yes. is. <laughs> <What> is <laughs> of course. Commander Toadie, which I mean, you're looking at the names here. You got Bull. You got Commander Toady. Uh, Squid Lips. Uh, Boss Nass. Squid Lips is another character in the yep. movie. <laughs> Uh, So that's and then there's Arabella, the female frog, right, uh, who tries to have sex with uh, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. And that's a wild scene, too. (laughs) Even the frogs know about (laughs) his dick. (laughs) Everybody
3: has hurt. Sam Hell has been slinging shaft (laughs) around the wasteland.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean that is the scene where uh like it's like their first night, you know, camping out before they go to Frogtown and uh Sentinella uh you know strips off all her clothes and tries to seduce Sam and you know he's and she's like I've heard stories about you. Uh you know. But not before Spangle like strips down to her I guess
3: army it's like army undies cuz she is it's like lingerie but it's camo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her standard issue lingerie. And like yeah and then like she weirdly they like she was instructed to keep him excited Yeah.
0: yes yeah to keep him but at, he like tries to kiss
3: her and she shocks
0: his nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah she's supposed to keep him like a constant state of like you know arousal uh because you know you never know when at any given time he might need to you know fertilize some women or populate the earth yeah right? <laughs> uh, so she does like the striptease dance for him and then like you know shocks him and you know it hurts him and stuff uh and then sentinella Uh, Also, like, takes off her clothes and tries to sleep with him. Um, But then uh, Spangle, like, you know, finds the, like, just comes out of the tent and is like, hey, what are you doing? Get back to your post and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I think that's the only nudity really in this movie. I think it might be. I mean, is there some frog nudity with the? Uh, no, with, oh, I wish with the the frog, like the female frog. There's not, Mike. I don't uh, think I mean, so. you've seen this more. You've seen this more than we have. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. I watched this earlier today.
3: You actually when you texted me the thing about him with the shotguns, I hadn't gotten there in the movie. Yet. Oh,
0: geez. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell you. I'm sorry to spoil that for you. That is my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> that's right. I was I was
3: ready. to I was. More excited knowing it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that is the only
2: nudity in the movie, which is kind of like impressive. Like what Vin was saying, that like you think this would be just like a excuse for naked women throughout the whole movie,
0: uh, and right? It's, like yeah. a like a hard ticket to Hawaii kind of situation. Uh, have you guys seen that movie? No. At all? Is it my <laughs> That's that absolutely. is absolutely uh, that is it. <laughs> you ha, ha, bet your bottom dollar. I've seen Hard Ticket
3: to Hawaii. Have you actually seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii even? After the I listened to uh, How
0: Did This Get Made episode on it. OK, <laughs> I watched a highlight reel. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't what? matter. OK, <laughs> I watched a Hard Ticket to Hawaii at the Roxy Theater, which the inn theater in was <laughs> in Montana. <laughs> Uh, And I forget the name of the guy, but it's a guy who um, directed that movie, uh, directed like 10 or 12 other movies that are all exactly the same. And they're all like just excuses to have like beautiful, hot model women beating people up and taking off all their clothes that's like every yeah. <laughs> every one of his movies uh and you know they're kind of legendarily bad and ridiculous and silly but also very fun and that's why i went to go see hard ticket to hawaii which uh was not as packed of a theater as tammy and the t-rex i will say uh and were you like low-key relieved <laughs> a little bit i went with my girlfriend to go see that movie actually and uh whoa, whoa, whoa humble brain yeah, and i <laughs> believe we were both drunk and i might have fell asleep at some point uh, oh man during the movie uh, which is very irregular for me at a movie theater uh, and when, when, when and what movie theater was that uh, that was the Roxy Theater which is the theater in my house from Missoula, Montana uh, <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> just to be clear uh, and yeah we went and uh, when when the movie ended like I think I had dozed off for a little bit and woke up uh, there was also like a Q&A with someone who was in the movie after oh, <laughs> afterwards no. too like through like through like Skype and after it ended we watched the Q&A and then my girlfriend was like I actually liked that a lot <laughs> I was like really hell um, yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, hard ticket to Hawaii. It's uh, not as good as Hell Comes to Frogtown, though. Once theaters finally reopen, my campaign to get this movie screening at the Roxy begins on that day. (laughs) I'm sure they have a
3: print I bought a projector during quarantine. I'm I'm showing this thing at my house. Good. (laughs) This is a movie the world needs to see, right? Yeah. I agree. That's why I'm so happy that
2: they have a, there's a Blu-ray of it, like a beautiful restored version of it. It's one of those things that, like, absolutely deserves it, like, from, like, a film preservation standpoint, but, like... (laughs) Why?
3: <laughs> it looks really yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome.
0: It's awesome. It did a good job. It's one of those things where like the people who are preserving the movie are looking at themselves and like looking at themselves in the mirror and being like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Not What's going syndrome. on in my life? <laughs> They're proud of it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a wild time. Uh, so they go to Frogtown. Uh, yes. They get to Frogtown. Sam Hell comes to Frogtown. And uh, now, like, the roles have reversed, sort of, because now Spengel is uh, posing as uh, Rowdy Ooh, Roddy We're Pipers. skipping over something. Yeah, are. Ooh, what are we skipping over, Vin? So we're skipping. They find a woman. Oh, yes. In the wastes. In the in the and then, yeah, in
3: the waste. And they're within two minutes. They're like, yep, she's fertile. And this is the first time that's when he says the thing about making love in the mutant territory. Right. Yeah. He he's very apprehensive. But this is like after they roofied this lady because she's in a panic. It's not great. And he has this moment of apprehension. And in my head, I was like, oh, is this movie about to do like the right thing here? But no, it's not. He's not apprehensive because they drugged her. He's apprehensive because, you know.
0: By lady dinner first <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> he needs he needs some atmosphere that's why he's apprehensive right he's like can you light some candles or something around and yeah and then spangle x does like a sort of uh striptease dance like next to the woman to get him aroused and then it happens so yeah definitely uh yeah, problematic would be the word for it, I guess. Right? At, at
2: least, yeah. I mean, other than that, yeah, they yeah. like rape this woman and get her pregnant. Um, and then and then like after that, there's like the whole thing where like you know he cleaned her up, so it's like okay. And then Spangle has that line of like, "Oh, don't worry, mothers are treated like national heroes. You'll be like, you'll be fine." Uh, yeah. He,
3: but they're also like, "All right, now
2: walk hike two days in that direction." <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> here's a, here's a watch. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely really weird. And and the beginning of this movie, like the very beginning, when or I guess when Sam Hell is introduced and he's being interrogated by that like army guy. Yeah, it's like it's cause Sam Hell raped that guy's daughter, and he's like gonna kill him with the bottle and all this stuff. And then Bed Tech comes in and is like, actually, she's pregnant. She's changed her story now, and it's like, "Ah, oh oh no, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, oh, careful Yeah, it's not super great and it's in like that scene like in the beginning like, it's kind of like we move on from that kind of quickly so like okay maybe you'll forget about it but then there's this extended bit where they find this woman in the wastes and she's like panicked and they tie it she's tied up and she's like trying to get away and then Spangle's like, well, we'll just give her this uh, like ovulation drug. Boop. And she's fine. And then she's like all horny and into it. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't I don't like this
0: now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's an icky few minutes of this yeah. movie for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
2: But at least it's like uh, kind of the the ickiest, I think, this
0: scene in particular. Yeah. And then a- yeah. after that, it's per- like once you get past that scene, once you're in Frogtown. Yeah, it's all good times, baby. It's all yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Town, <Frogtown, fun>. baby. <laughs>
3: We got we got burlap sack sex. We got uh, we got dudes with three snakes. Yeah. Got- <laughs> yeah. What else could you need?
2: Uh, I do. I do want to highlight that like you kind of mentioned earlier, the uh, makeup effects that like you said, they're like, kinda, they are obviously like dudes in masks, but it's like not like a shitty rubber mask. It's like a fully animatronic, like, oh, yeah, breathing frog face for everybody. It's amazing. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's really. Yeah. It, it reminded me of uh, Planet of the Apes, like the original Planet of the Apes, like seeing all those like, you know, monkey masks at once. Nobody had seen that many monkey masks in a film before. It was groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My God. You know, uh, and, actually. And, I na- na- yeah, and that movie truly does have like some incredible makeup effects and all that stuff. And Frogtown sort of uh, feels like it's part of that tradition. What are you gonna say, Mike? Uh, yeah, I kind of shanghaied two of my friends into watching this with me because we had
2: watched another movie earlier on Discord, and I was like, "Well, I got this other movie I gotta watch. Uh, I'm just gonna put it on if you guys want to watch it." And <laughs> it comes to Frog um, yeah, with like without warning them about it. And during the <laughs> opening credits, there's uh, uh, one of the guys uh, credited as Steve Wang, and my friend that I was watching it, Jake, actually our art supervisor uh, who did who does our uh, art, uh, recognized. Him and was like, Wait, he's like a famous makeup effects guy, like that does animatronic stuff. And I was like, What? And I looked it up and he he did, uh, <laughs> what did he do? Here we go, uh, Harry and the Hendersons, Predator, uh, a couple of the underworld movies, and he did the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, uh, creature effects. Oh,
0: so wow, like, yeah, nice that's, connection, it, Mike. That's the best part of that movie, yeah. yeah. It all comes full circle, that's wild, yeah. So uh, it's got so some, yeah, some cool. cred on the creature effects here, yeah. So shout out to uh, was it Jake Wang? Was his name? No, <laughs> Jake is our art guy, <laughs> uh, Jake is our art Steve guy. <laughs> I thought. Steve Wang. I thought the guy's name was also Jake. No. I knew there. I knew Jake was our, our guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You say Shout it every time. I do. I, I am aware. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Steve Wang. It's uh, it actually does look like really It like it feels like you're in Frogtown. It does. You know, it feels like you're in a town of frog people. Uh, and so, yeah, so this whole city of frogs exists and we're in Frogtown. Now there's a role reversal where, uh, you know, Spangle has to. Hose as Rowdy Roddy Piper's slave that he's like bringing into Frogtown. Yeah, if they go in there and she's like acting like a scientist or whatever, it's going to tip them off immediately what they're trying to do. Uh, so they get in there and they run into uh, Looney Tunes, uh, <laughs> played by uh, Rory Calhoun, yes. who's like an old like mining buddy of, uh, of Sam's, right? Yeah, he's or just like a guy yes. he knows from the wastes that is a miner. Yeah,
3: yeah, he seemed like a father figure yeah. almost.
0: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but he's just you know this guy who's like hanging out at the bar and you know he's like, man, I thought you were dead and he's like man i was and you know dead nine lives baby <laughs> yeah. yes yeah that is a really good line and, and then you're then, like
3: oh there's a deep history of a friendship there yes,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah got nine lives and that pays off at the end when uh, when looney tunes does unfortunately die and he's like i guess my nine lives are up <laughs> and then he <laughs> rolls over and dies <laughs> yeah. But so they're they're in Frogtown. And at this point, I mean, it takes you a little while to get to Frogtown. It feels like, you know, it's this movie is 88 minutes long. It's pretty short and it moves quick, you know, it, but like only because it doesn't feel like like Frogtown, you're probably entering at like the 30, 40 minute mark, I guess. Right. Uh, so yeah. that like first half hour, 40 minutes before Frogtown, like there's a lot of stuff that happens there. And it feels like it's it, like it doesn't feel like it's slowing down or anything or it doesn't feel like a slow buildup. Because it's all insane shit that you're watching <laughs> and like being, <laughs> being introduced to, so you're kind of just along for the ride, and then finally you get to Frogtown uh, and Rowdy Roddy Piper meets up with uh, Captain Toadie and uh, what's his face Bull. Bull, bull is his bull. name. <laughs> yeah. The Bull Frog. Uh, get it. Yes, yeah, like the frog, oh. like the bull. Fr- I I did not get that until just now. Actually,
3: they should have called him Patch <laughs> uh, he's uh, because he's because he wears an eye patch.
0: Because you, get it? He, he, <laughs> because he wears an eye patch. You are right, Vin. <laughs> um,
3: Wait, why does he wear an eye patch? Though I, I would have loved any sort of throwaway line as to why he has an eye patch,
0: <laughs> any kind of backstory. I think it's better that we don't know the origin of Bull's uh, eye patch. You know, it's it's like a uh, Furiosa's metal arm in Fury Road. Like right. we don't need to know the origin of that. Uh, like I'm I'm honestly because I know George Miller's doing the, uh, the Furiosa oh, people so, next. So mad, I really. Really hope that like she already has the metal arm in that prequel. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I do too because I'm gonna. I can't go through another finding out where Sonic the Hedgehog got his shoes from scene.
0: Erios <laughs> <laughs> solo. Oh. That's definitely the oh. uh, that's definitely the better analogy because neither of us have seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie.
3: <laughs> that's totally fair, uh, but he's like going into that movie. You're not like, oh, I wonder if they're going to show where he gets his shoes from, <laughs> and then they they stop the movie dead in his tracks to be like this is how he gets those iconic shoes. And it's like, I don't give a shit. Just give him the shoes from the jump. Nobody's
0: thinking about that. Yeah, that, that is like, man, that's like a disease that has plagued uh, modern franchise worst movies. trope in Hollywood. Uh, lately, there's a, the uh, the Ghostbusters movie from 2016, which I mostly like. Uh, there's a, a few, I like it also, There's yeah. a few scenes in that movie, though, where it's like, you know, you see a graffiti artist, like, in the subway and he's drawing something and then you pull back and it's the Ghostbusters logo and it's like, ah, so that's how they got the logo. <laughs> they didn't just you know Jesus they, they didn't just you know draw a ghost and be done with it no it's it's you gotta fi- have an origin for everything and it's uh, it's very annoying I don't like it yeah the best was
3: on an episode of Blank Check there's somebody's like David's telling a story about somebody telling him about Hannibal Rising and like a lady it's like some lady <laughs> goes up to him and he's like yo this movie's amazing you find out where he gets the mask from <laughs> it's like what you mean the mask that they put him in when he's in prison <laughs> it's like, like what amazing <laughs> That's actually his they, favorite people mess. love to try to create lore. They try yeah. Yeah. so hard to
0: force it. It's so annoying. I, I hate it. Oh, yeah. I hate it so much. There is this like modern mentality that like, you know, a movie has to be its Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not fun. That's not like like that's cool, like extra stuff, like all that stuff. Like, you know, if you want to read more about it, great. Uh, but that's not storytelling. That's not, you know, telling me the origin of a thing isn't the thing itself. Uh, it's it's that Pat Oswalt bit, uh, yeah. the which is one of my favorite bits where he's you know talking about the Star Wars prequels and it's like oh, you like Darth Vader you think he's really cool and badass well here he is as a little kid like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like Angelina Jolie a big so and so well here's John Voight's ballsack like <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey you put some respect on that when we lost all our fertile men John Voight was the one going on
0: that. <laughs> Uh, I would not want the earth to be repopulated if John Voight was the one who was. (laughs) Yeah, I I would if it was John Voight from Anaconda. (laughs) If that dude was everybody's dad. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's fair. I I think that's part of the white Scarface. That's so good. (laughs) That's part of the genius of Roddy Piper in the role is because like, yeah, I want Roddy Piper to repopulate the earth. He's the guy to do it. Yeah, he's
3: Roddy Piper. So cool. He's so charming. So
0: good. And of course, a lot of good, a lot of good ball trauma acting on his part. (laughs) Uh, so he goes to Frogtown and he meets up with uh, Commander Toady or Chief Toadie or whatever and Bull. Uh, and they have this like scene at the table where they're kind of negotiating terms or whatever. Uh, you, get, you guys may know this better than me. I will admit at this point uh, I was about three or four beers deep when I turned on Hell Comes Frogtown.
3: <laughs> Fallon. So it's not actually Commander Toadie. It's
0: like the bar owner. Yeah. Right. It's like an underground and guy. And Bull
3: comes in and he's like, are you doing business
0: that we're not getting a piece of? Yeah, so they're uh, they're kind of negotiating and uh, talking about. Oh, yeah. Commander Toadie's the guy who does the three snake stands, right? Yes. OK, yeah. yeah. So so at the bar, that's not him. No, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that all these frogs look the same to me. I'm not I'm not racist against. Frogs. Whoa, you <laughs> said it. all right, I, guys, I don't think I can be on the show anymore. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to think about my career here. I'm a TikTok star now.
3: <laughs> I can't get canceled <laughs> by the
2: frog community. I mean. We're joking, but, like, the frogs are an absolute allegory
0: for uh, minorities. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, it is it is sort of like a Native American reservation that the, right. the frogs have been, like, designated towards uh, in Hell Comes to Frogtown, and that's what they're infiltrating here. But they've created their own, like, weird frog society yeah. uh, where there's, like, a hierarchy with Chief Toadie, uh, and then the bull is, like, second in command, and there's a frog bar, there's, you know, the lady frog, who's, like, a frog prostitute, and... And all this stuff that, that has been going on in Frogtown. Yeah.
3: And uh, yeah, Frogtown's trying to tackle a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, the, and uh, uh,
2: the Lady Frog is like a double agent. Like she's in on it with med tech to help them take them right. down. It's good stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Lady Frog is working with them uh, to help free the uh, the women who uh, are the sex slaves of Commander Toadie. Uh, so at this point, I think. Because uh, again, I was three or four beers deep. I'm a little fuzzy on some of the details. Sam Hell and Spangle get separated, right? Yes. Uh, and yeah. Sam, And Sam goes off with the Lady Frog, and Spangle goes uh, to meet Commander Toadie or like you know, be part of the the harem that he has yeah. uh, assembled, right? Yeah, they have to like prep her
3: I, I, for a second. I thought they were going to. eat her. <laughs> It seems like that. Yeah, <laughs> they, I think they say somebody says it. I think they're like, we're going to eat you. Yes. I, I may be paraphrasing. Yeah, here, no, uh, um,
2: it's when it's re- I think that's a little bit later on or before but actually it's around here when they get separated and Sam hell has to like chase after her. Cause the proximity thing is going on and he finds her in a where in like a warehouse where there's like an arms deal going on, where you figure out yeah. that the frogs, cause they're not supposed to have weapons. They're not supposed to have access to guns, uh, are being sold guns by a human. Like you see his hand come out from under his jacket. It's a
3: human hand. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, clearly it's the guy from yeah. earlier <laughs> because he's the only other person. He's in the, the only <laughs> other human.
2: Uh, and then, yeah. but one of the, Guys, there says like, "Oh, this is just something we're gonna have for dinner later." Ha 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 They all like do their gross frog laugh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, so now Sam has to basically rescue Spangle, uh, and after he, uh, the lady frog tries to have sex with him, yeah. which is a weird scene, <laughs> um, but a very he funny scene. He makes put a
3: burlap sack on her head.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs> He's like,
3: "It's just uh, something it's I'm into, funny. maybe," and then <laughs>
2: runs away.
3: I, I think the funnier <laughs> moment is almost when it's called back yeah. later, when he's like, I owe you one. And she pulls out the bag again. <laughs> he's like, not now.
0: <laughs> Very good. So, so good. Uh, and so she's like trying to help him reach Spengler. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then there's a, a moment where uh, I think I think it's a bull that finds them. Right. And yeah, bull kills the lady frog. No bull
3: is torturing Sam. He cuts With off the chainsaw the- behind you. With the chainsaw, yes. which is behind you, <laughs> yeah. He's cuts off the chastity belt. Sam's like, "There's, it's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up!" And the frog's like, "There's no way they actually rigged, uh, and then they blows up in his face." Yeah
0: it's not gone up. Yes. That was really great. And then
3: she, that's when she shows up with the, with the burlap sack and a knife to cut them loose. Right.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe you guys should be the ones recounting the plot of this movie because I I remember all the stuff. Drive this truck.
2: (laughs) This is while uh, uh, the harem, the other humans, the, the other women are uh, like prepping Spangle for like the dance of the three snakes, whatever that might be. And they're doing this like tantric dance, satin cloth thing. Uh, and it's yes. cutting back and forth between bull torturing Sam uh, and that going on. And then, yep, that's where the, he cuts the belt off and it blows up in his face and he gets rescued by the lady frog.
0: Right. OK, but then the lady frog does die. Yes. Is it like in the escape, like after they get Spangle? No, he stands
3: up after she cuts him loose. The bull gets back up and he stabs her with like a big drill bit. Yeah.
0: Yes. OK, OK. So it is bull who kills the lady frog. Yeah, yeah was, there right. was other
3: stuff. Whoa! That is not what we were saying. You were, That was not <laughs> what we were saying it was incorrect. <laughs>
0: Just everything else I was saying was incorrect. You I got were trying it. to Pulp Fiction the shit out of this movie. and <laughs> I want to see the Tarantino cut if Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> you, you know Tarantino Whoa, must be a big fan of this movie, no, right?
3: Frogtown, but with the N-word. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, there's...
2: they. Uh, yeah, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, that's what he would do. <laughs> Must condoning it. I don't think it should happen. Yeah, not that they say the n word, but there's like you know frog slurs they say at that to them. Right? It's like, Ugh.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was kind of like Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah was... I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> a little bit of that. But so while while that's happening, uh, Spangle is doing the dance of the three snakes for Commander Toadie right? Yes. Uh, which is this you know sensual dance, and she kind of
2: this is a really she's great like line the... in the
0: beginning. Uh, what is the line,
2: Mike? Uh, when he's like, "You'll dance for me," and she's like, "No, I won't." And then the like frog thugs like rack their shotguns and she's like uh modern
3: or ballet uh yes (laughs) very good (laughs) oh but you're missing there's another good one where he's she's like i'll dance on your (laughs) graves
0: I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's S- doing the dance, which is this sensual dance that she's, it's very awkward at first, but eventually she starts like actually doing it. Uh, and then the guy, and like, of course they call it the dance of the three snakes. Because I guess the frog has three dicks. Is that the uh, goddamn right? He does. <laughs> <laughs> he, like opens his coat and you don't see him. It's not on camera, but like you see like, you know, Spangles reaction to it. They basically do like a slide
3: whistle noise. right and then she
0: delivers three swift kicks to the general
3: (laughs) i got three kicks here one for each of you (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and then i think at this point is when uh, my favorite line of the movie happens which is when sam hell kicks open the door has a shotgun he's got the sunglasses and he says eat lead froggies yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's great just just a perfect movie star moment. Like I, I wish there were more than two big Roddy Piper movies uh, between this and they live. You like should there, there should have been a whole series of like direct to video Roddy Roddy Piper movies throughout the nineties. There's a, a one of the special
2: features on on the Blu-ray is a interview, like a pretty long interview with uh, Roddy Piper. I guess I, oh, yeah? from a couple years ago, obviously before he passed away. This was like being positioned as like his big breakout movie to like to him by agents and stuff like he kind of talks about like sort of Being taken advantage of, like you know, being naive to this kind of world, and people like getting him acting lessons, and it's kind of like you know, kiss kiss bang bang kind of thing, where yeah, like they're kind of like giving, taking him like on, on the Hollywood journey, but like sort of just using his star power to make money. Uh, and it's like kind of is really interesting, and the, and the whole interview is is really cool and and like very candid. I think about his experience with being in only a couple movies. So yeah, definitely check that out if you have the Blu Ray and you're interested at all in uh, Rowdy Piper's uh, perspective.
0: Nice. Did they get any of those large frogs for the? interviews or no (laughs) I mean the most of them die they do die (laughs) in the movie mostly (laughs) that would have been great if they had like a talking head interview with one of the frogs from frog (laughs) town just like as a five minute featurette be like the tragedy in frog town in 1988 yeah
2: there's a really funny oh thing God. he points out. I th- uh, actually, I just remember like a detail uh, right in the beginning, towards the beginning, like when MedTech has got him, you know, strapped with a chastity belt for the first time and they like force him to sign the contract. And it's like kind of cl- a couple close ups of him signing papers. And he signs san- he signs his name and then does like a really emphatic like dot. Uh, and he's he talks about like how he did that because he thought it looked cool and then realized there's no I in Sam hell.
3: <laughs> but like they kept it in anyway. Oh, also, though, again, you want to talk about a movie being ahead of its time, like getting locked into like read before you sign yeah, right? people read before you agree. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Although I guess contracts have been used like that forever. So maybe yeah. it's
0: not that modern <laughs> contracts have existed for a long time. But <laughs> he didn't read the C.O.S. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Uh actually Hell Comes Frogtown invented the legal system as we know it today. <laughs> I would believe that. If you showed me this movie and said this is what we based this all on, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, I'd like to cite the case of Hell versus
3: Frogtown. Hell vs Frogtown.
0: i man! Uh, all right. So they've done the dance of the three snakes. Eat Sam Land Hell Froggy's. comes in and its- Eat lead froggies save spangle uh looney
3: tune by the way during all this it sneaks this? out shoots off a flare yes to get sentinella.
0: yes okay yeah so sentinella can arrive and uh, kind of be their ride out of frog town uh so they like break out all the uh you know the harem of women that uh toady put together which there is there is one really funny line too in there when they break them out uh and he's like what if we don't want to go with you you can't protect us and then like somebody kills somebody and they're like all right let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And
3: I think it was at this point in the movie when they get back in the car, I was like, did he have that sword the whole time? Where's that come from? (laughs) My friend pointed that out. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But I got excited because I knew if they were if now there was a sword in
0: the movie, it was getting used. (laughs) 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 And it did. It did get used. Uh, But yeah, so they all get in the car. It's, you know, Roddy Piper Spangle. Uh, Looney Tunes, <laughs> Sentinella and all the uh, the women who were like part of the harem. Uh, and there's like a car chase out of Frogtown and they're getting there uh, and they eventually make it to what looks like the rocks that uh, Captain Kirk is fighting on in Star Trek. Am I am I right about that? Like that iconic oh. Star Trek scene where he's fighting the lizard guy? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> it might be. It made me think of
2: the Bill and Ted
3: rocks in uh, Boka's Journey. Th-
2: those are the same rocks. Oh, those well, those might
3: <laughs> be, then, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm definitely wrong, but I was like, I was very invoking of Mad Max for me. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, 100%. 100% I mean, this movie is nothing if not invoking Mad Max. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but those rocks in particular, like, I was like, I've seen these rocks before. I know these rocks. Uh, I, I
0: you know I, how rocks typically, uh, are big masses of earth. Yeah. Of not stone these rocks. These rocks. look different. Yeah. Uh, I w I would guess they're not the same rocks from Mad Max just because Mad Max filmed all their movies in Australia. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. That's okay. why I was, I, I did know that. I promise <laughs> I have some credibility yeah. unless they went to go, unless they went to Australia to shoot this one scene and then came back, Maybe. uh, but Which they're like we gotta have those frog rocks. Frog Town
3: was on location. Do we know there's not a Frog Town in Australia? That's that's my point. That's all I'm trying to say, guys. <laughs> okay, fair it. enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They- Hashtag release the frog tapes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vinter syndrome. Uh, did
3: they put out? How it comes to Frog Town?
0: <laughs> they did. They did. uh So the, on the rocks, there's like this big scene where it's a hell fighting. Is it Commander tody that he's fighting in that last one, uh, or is it somebody yeah. else? Yeah, the, it's Commander Toddy. Commander is chasing
2: them in the in the big car chase and the shootout and everything. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, well,
2: it's
3: not just Commander toady though, because as they're approaching the rocks, we see the man oh, yes. who is selling the guns. Who big plot twist? Surprise, surprise! The only other human in the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who was portrayed as nothing but an asshole the whole time. Yeah
0: is the big third act twist villain of this thing. <laughs> who's uh, who's played by a guy named William Smith, by the way, not to be confused with Will Smith. Uh, but I thought that was weird because uh, Mike and I just watched Independence Day for our uh, Goldblum podcast. And this guy does uh, have big um, Loja vibes. <laughs> Robert Loja, for those unfamiliar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Robert, Robert Loja. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got to do my Loja. I was my impression. that
2: all day today.
0: <laughs> about your Robert Loja impression. I was editing our Goldblum podcast today and listening back to my impression. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? It's not a bad Loja. <laughs> I have an OK Loja impression. That's <laughs> if
3: they're ever trying to do like a Robert Loja video game.
0: You're the guy. <laughs> You're in, baby. Have you ever seen the Robert Loja commercial that uh, I was. been t- <laughs> The uh, Mike, I was telling you about this commercial during the Goldblum podcast, and now I'm going to mention it again during this podcast. Yes, yeah, a special treat for but,
2: our double listeners.
0: Yeah, there was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, there a commercial in the 90s, uh, which I vaguely remember from when I was a kid, but just kind of made the rounds online recently. Like I saw somebody tweet it out, and it kind of went viral um, because it's such a bizarre commercial, but it's like a Got Milk type commercial. Uh, I'm not sure if it is exactly Got Milk, but it is a kid who like won't drink his milk. Uh, and it's like a seven-year-old kid, and his parents are like, why won't you drink your milk? Who could we get to make you drink your milk? And the kid's like, I don't know, Robert (laughs) Loja. And then (laughs) and then the door kicks open and Robert Loja arrives and he's like, hey, Billy, you got to drink your milk.
1: (laughs) Wow, (laughs) Robert (laughs) Loja.
0: And it is the most bizarre thing of all time that like a seven year old in the 90s would be such a huge Robert Loja fan that he's the guy. To get him to drink I his milk? Know, I feel like it could be anyone of us. I feel like <laughs> it could have been. been any of us. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was watching myself as a child <laughs> in that Got Milk <laughs> commercial. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend you watch that uh, when you get a chance. It is really great. Um, yeah, I could do that. Anyway, yeah, this guy is Robert Loja-esque. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's like this kind of standoff in The Rocks where it's like Sam Hell and all the women. And uh, there's this one really great scene with the sword. And uh, I don't want to mess it up. So Mike or Vin, why don't you describe what happens in this scene? <laughs>
2: Um, Yeah. So he's got them at at rocket launcher point.
3: (laughs) Um, uh, The whole group. Very Indiana Jones. And he's explaining his whole big
2: plan about how he's been selling the the frogs guns so that they will rebel against the humans and they'll have to launch the nukes again because they're mining uranium. And his whole plan basically is to like redestroy the earth uh, so that men can be in charge again, because he's this big misogynist asshole that's mad that women uh, and med tech, specifically, which is like the pregnancy wing of the army uh, kind of thing in the world right. in this movie, have so much power, and that women have give, been given this uh, amount of power in the new world. Uh, so he's going to destroy it again. And Sam Hell has this samurai sword on his back that's been there the whole movie, I guess. Uh, and he's. Yep. Like kind of trying to reach for it, and 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 the, he sees it. And it's this whole thing, and he, Sam Hell gets one of the uh, women they rescued to like push it up so he could grab it in one motion and throws the samurai sword through the guy's chest. Uh, Even so though they're cool. pacifists, they're, yes, they won't <laughs> kill. Uh, and uh, so after he throws it through his chest, and the guy goes like and it falls off the cliff. Uh, Sam Hell's oh, so like, good. "You long
3: winded son of a bitch!" Uh,
2: and it's like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's so good. <laughs>
3: oh uh, man it's the best and then sentinella in in kind of an after yeah. move goes over to the girl who now just has helped kill somebody from being a pacifist and was like welcome
0: to the club
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sentinella don't give up
0: <laughs> no absolutely not sentinella other than roddy piper mvp of this movie yeah. i think she's great <laughs> she's also great.
3: we did miss one thing at this point that is important to something that happens later okay which is the only backstory we get and kind of a heartbreaking line read from roddy piper it's him and the head scientist. i'm so sorry spangle spangle uh, is standing there and he has this necklace and she's like is that your wife's?" she kind of says it's like weird and he's like no it was my daughter's oh Uh, and she says something about like the the war was such a long time ago and he goes not for me it wasn't it's really kind of it's like heartbreaking
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that yeah no it's it's like the one kind of bit of like pre movie characterization you get uh, in Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is something I appreciate. You know, it's, it's one of those things like like with the, the Mad Max movies, uh, especially like you know, there's so much in those movies that are like conveyed in the narrative. There's a lot of backstory that is in George Miller's head, but it's not like actually in the script of the movie. And you kind of just infer about what's going on. Like we're saying before, it's not, it's not lore based. It's not a Wikipedia article that you can just like read through and like see all the backstory of all these characters. Uh, It's just like this one kind of, Quick beat in the movie uh, that kind of gives you a little bit of context of who this guy is. And then we're back into Frogtown action. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, especially uh, as a like tender moment for Sam Hell.
3: who is this? This like literal fuck machine. um, Yes. In the movie (laughs) (laughs) and the king of fuck, as they would say in the early 2000s film Highway. uh, Sure. Anybody (laughs) seen Highway? (laughs) I have not no, <laughs> it's fine. I'll tell you about it all
2: uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that is a, a one of those like, you know, moments that this movie's quality kind of like shines through a bit. It gets past the rubber frog masks and gets some good writing.
0: So, yeah, after that, uh, after that scene where they kill uh, the guy with the sword, that's pretty much the end of the movie, right? There's no like additional like action scene or anything after that. Or is that like the base- car
3: gets blown up because Piper goes to finish the job because the guy like crawls away. Right. Yeah. He puts a bullet in that guy the the tank car, the frogs are driving, blows up their car. Yeah. And then he uh, that's when he squares off with uh, Boss Frog.
0: Yes. With Commander Toadie. Yes. Uh, yes. yes, yes. And so that's when they they have a big fight in the rocks, right? Mm-hmm. In the Star Trek rocks. What I assume are the Star Trek. They must be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and then Roddy Fiber wins. He wins the fight. Yeah, he throws him off the cliff with. The samurai sword. Oh yeah. Once you Two introduce the samurai sword, you can't not use the
3: samurai sword. Ended with the samurai sword in succession.
2: <laughs> yeah, he cuts off he's tody's toady, he, hanging off the cliff, like holding on to Sam Hell's boot, and uh Hell grabs the sword and cuts his hand off, but he
0: just ah, falls off the cliff. Yes. So uh, and so after that, uh, you know, Sam like reunites with the group. He and Spangle kiss and like they're in love now. Yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> I guess and he gives the
3: necklace a sentinella in a strange moment because she definitely tried to bang him earlier in the movie <laughs> and now he gives her his dead daughter's necklace
2: he's moving on to show time has passed Vin. yes he's wearing glasses
0: to show time has passed. yeah past. <laughs> But yeah, and then, and then there's like the moment where they're all driving in the car and he and Spangler are like talking about like, oh, we're going to go have sex later or whatever. Uh, and it's like, hey, you have some work to do. And he looks behind him and there's just like the group of beautiful women behind yeah. him and they're all like looking at him seductively. Uh, and he's like, and he just gives a smile like, I could get used to this. And then the credits roll basically. I guess what they say is no. true.
2: A soldier's work is yes, never is- done.
3: Wink.
0: Yes. Uh, and then- <laughs> he's exasperated by it.
3: Yeah. Is a, such an interesting character choice.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the shot right is <laughs> like, like, ugh, the shot right before that is great when like when they're kind of driving away and all of a sudden this fangle just pulls out like like aviator sunglasses
0: and is like whoosh,
3: <laughs> and puts them on.
0: And it's like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. <Yeah. sighs> oh, man. Hell comes to Frogtown, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I wish
2: my only complaint with this, with this watch is like, I kind of did feel a little slowed down in that second act ish. Like when they first get to frog town and there's like the kind of bidding and like bull is introduced and all that stuff, uh, I felt a little yeah. slow. And I, I thought, I think I remembered there being more like overt action scenes. Cause there is some in the third, like at the climax after they finish the dance of the three snakes and stuff. But that right. was my only complaint this time was like, Oh man, I thought there was more like actiony things happening in this movie. But otherwise, it's fucking yeah,
0: nice. Yeah. You know what? I what kind of struck me watching it is that there's a couple of different really big concepts that are in play in this movie. And honestly, if you just had a movie about like the last fertile man on Earth who has to repopulate the planet, like that's a movie on its own. You don't need Frogtown. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you don't need to make a movie where there's like a mutant frogs that he has to, you know, go infiltrate and save. Like, you know, there, there can be an entirely separate plot of like this guy who doesn't want to be part of this military operation and, you know, all that stuff where he's the one who has to repopulate the earth. And there could be bad guys and stuff. But like the the addition of mutant frogs makes this movie like just a tad more insane than it already is. A tadpole more insane. There we go. who's <laughs> sitting right there. Good one, Mike. That was good. Uh, Vin, final thoughts on uh, on Hell Comes to Frogtown before we start wrapping this up? Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Hell, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I I laid it all. I left it all on the
3: court out here. I I thought this movie was fantastic. (laughs) It's got its problematic elements. It's so much fun. Roddy Roddy Piper deserved better.
0: Yeah, Yeah. uh, absolutely. Like like we were saying, Roddy Piper, uh, you know, one of the all time great wrestlers and also, you know, popping up in this and they live like just two man cinematic masterpieces (laughs) right there.
3: (laughs) Right oh, maybe I'll watch They Live tonight. Have you seen They Live, man? No, I have it from Shout Factory. I bought it.
0: OK, but you haven't actually watched it yet. It is no. very, very good. Uh, highly recommend some great uh, stuff. There's a great fight scene between uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David that just lasts for like 10 minutes. You'll, you'll finally uh, get sick. that
2: joke in John Wick 2, when common in yes. John Wick fight for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, there's a lot of like, references to that scene uh, in, in John Wick 2. Oh, sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really great. Uh, yeah. I, I also have that They Live uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray, but I haven't actually watched the Blu-ray. Yet. The last time I watched that movie was in high school. Uh, so it's been a long time since I've watched it. That was that was one of my very first John Carpenter movies, uh, you know, right that, on. back in the day. I think my first was Halloween. Uh, which I'm guessing is most people's first John Carpenter yeah, movie. Before they know who John uh, Carpenter is. Exactly. Like, you just kind of see Halloween. Uh, after that, I think it might have been They Live. I think They Live might have been my second John Carpenter movie. And uh, it's that's really, like, a dive into the deep end of Carpenter uh, because that is a very weird movie. Uh, not as weird as something like Big Trouble in Little China, but uh, definitely weirder than, like, Assault in Precinct 13 or Escape from New York or stuff like that. But yeah, and by the way, it was uh, John Carpenter's birthday this past weekend. Oh, yeah. so hey, happy birthday, John Carpenter. Uh, My first was Halloween,
3: and then I went to Ghosts of Mars, which is... (laughs)
2: bad. <laughs> we just talked about that. What were, oh, uh, we talked about it in the mouth of madness.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, this the is so good. Yeah, in the mouth of madness rules. So awesome. Just watch that. We we all just watched that recently, actually, yeah. uh, on our Scream Factory Blu-rays. Uh, so if you have any takeaway from this podcast, it is watch Hell Comes to Frogtown because it's great. And also watch in the mouth of
2: madness. Yeah. Uh, so buy boutique Blu-rays is really the, uh, the underlying theme of this episode.
0: Yes. If you have the means, support your, uh, you know, boutique Blu-rays. They are a great source of uh, film preservation uh and there's a lot of stuff that like scream factory or criterion or vinegar syndrome or you know whoever is putting out that like, you can't get anywhere else yeah. uh so there's definitely a, a great uh, aspect to that too but yeah all right so that is hell comes to Frogtown and i think we can start wrapping up this podcast so vin thank you so much for joining us this week and for making us watch hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah town yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me
3: boys uh this is a blast as always you can check you can catch me at my new TikTok, Vin Likes Movies. Hell yeah. Uh where I I'm I'm kinda throwing out some hot takes. Uh I, I made a whole thing about how I don't like Joker and that was my first
0: one that kinda popped. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> Turns out a lot of people like Joker. It was, didn't <laughs> it win an Oscar? Uh, so Walking uh, yeah, ba- 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 Phoenix won uh, Best Actor at the Oscars,
3: if, uh, mm-hmm. if you'll recall. I'm, I'm about to dispute that in a video I'm making after this. <laughs> You're
0: saying that Walking Phoenix didn't win an
3: Oscar? <laughs> I'm about to dispute the choice You're going to stop the, the steal of the Best Actor Oscar? Jesus. <laughs> they st- he stole it. He put on his white face paint. He definitely most acted. Yes, he I mean, acted the hardest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, Song Song Kang Ho, I think is his name
0: from Parasite. I mean, he, he should like he should have won Best Actor in IMO. Yeah, that that would have been a good choice. Uh, I'm I forget who my choice was. I think my choice was uh, Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse for Best Actor in 2019. Uh, oh, right which on. that that is a movie that like I remember he was submitted as supporting actor and I'm not sure if he got nominated or not but like that's a co lead performance right yeah. there he should have been in the yeah. in the lead category but yeah I I, th- I think Joaquin Phoenix is good in Joker you know we <laughs> we started this podcast by saying we're not going to talk about Mother Joker God. anymore. <laughs> But I think Joaquin Phoenix is good in Joker, but it's not as good as his performance in the master where he's doing basically the same thing, but better. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a weird, uh, Oscar win. Also weird that there are two actors who have won an Oscar for playing the Joker. Now.
3: True. Also it's when you look at it, it's, just that that heath ledger performance runs circles oh, yeah. around uh, what joaquin's doing in my opinion i yeah. know it's a hot it may be a hot take i know that may infuriate some people <laughs> i mean you guys I mean, can market this when, when we talked fact.
0: yeah when we talked about joker we we did like kind of a joker retrospective where we talked about the joker uh portrayed in film over the years and we all came to the conclusion that heath ledger is the best one yeah. uh so so there was that i mean and we i think we all think joaquin phoenix is good in the movie but it is one of those yeah. things where it's like ah. Uh, you know there are other better performances that year and, and the thing is walking phoenix is one of my all-time favorite actors like like currently working today he's great i just don't think he should have won for joker <laughs> agreed valid but yeah joker it's okay I, I i will say i liked it better than you guys did but you monster <laughs> uh but all right so you so you're Somebody talking about lives in a society <laughs> <laughs> so joker so so vin you're talking about joker and joker exclusively on tiktok is that right <laughs> yeah 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 i'm vin vin <laughs> likes joker
3: no vin <laughs> likes movies come listen to me bitch about movies that's that's where we're at i like movies and i'm using this as an excuse to make you listen
0: all right fair enough any other places that people should be following you outside of tiktok uh no not really at the moment okay fair enough <laughs> Uh, Mike what else uh, where where can we find you online you can find me uh,
2: at MD film blog on Twitter and Letterboxd and this is uh, I I also like movies and I'm using this literally to make you listen to it
0: Fair enough. Neither of uh, me or Mike have TikTok. No. And so it is one of those things that, uh, you know, you I, should. I, I've, I've considered it. You know, it, it is one of those things where like you now, guys would be good. Now you're on it. You, th- you think we, me and Mike should set up a joint TikTok account event? Is that what you're saying?
3: No, I, or individually, both of you should do one. Like if you it's like movies is kind of a niche marketplace still, even though it's like, you know, movies, <laughs> but like people who <laughs> talk about film TikTok is what you're <laughs> you saying. Know what I mean. It's not, it's not like super niche, but obviously like there's an audience for it. And I think you guys would be good on there. Okay. Interesting. Whether it be together or separately. We will take that
0: under advisement for sure. All right. And uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at msmithfilmblog, Letterboxd at MikeSmithFilm, and uh, Instagram at RadioMikeSandwich. I should really... It's been years, uh, Mike. You got to change it. I got to consolidate all those into one thing, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, in the meantime, thanks so much for listening to Mike and Mike, Go To The Movies. I'm Mike Smith. That's Mike's Pre Show. That's Vin Craig. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And if you want to contact us, hit us up at Mike and Go To The Movies at gmail.com. You can find the rest of our podcast on Rapture Press alongside the totally original Geek News podcast, which is a podcast with all kinds of comic books and movie news and all that good stuff. Uh, for our next episode, we'll likely be doing some discussions. And in the meantime, time our jeff goldblum podcast is weekly uh we just released our episode on independence day and next week we're ta- we're talking a short film that goldblum directed and was oscar nominated in 1996 for little surprises is uh, is the name of that movie which uh, i should talk to mike off air about how we're going to watch that movie we got to figure that it'll out it'll be interesting uh, <laughs> yeah uh but all right and that is going to be it for this week's episode of mike, and mike go to the movies we'll see you on the other side
3: the little surprise is that it takes place in frog town <laughs> <laughs> i would be so happy i kept my mic on just to say that good good <laughs> nice. all right i know it's not but like if we can get a drop of just somebody going like frog town <laughs> <With>
0: like a <laughs> Guitar rip. I think that was just the drop right there. That's <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. <laughs> that's fair. That was like uh,
3: to get the text from Kyle in two days, being like, "Hey, I need that recorded one I more time." I was gonna say,
0: do a, do a clean one for Kyle. Yeah, do a clean one for Kyle. That was my favorite part about the the Wonder Woman review was yeah. uh, when Kyle like sent that to me with the record scratch. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what if Wonder Woman was in
1: the eighties?
0: <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. Ugh.